Watership Wellness Podcast. I am here with why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Amanda Kennecke, skincare extraordinaire for Watershed Wellness. Is that <laughs> Very, good? That was excellent. Yes. That was so excellent. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, it's we just passed solstice, summer solstice, which was exciting. Uh, happens every year, but I'm excited every year. Uh, and as we emerge into summer, and even in Oregon, summer does mm-hmm. eventually come. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking about how you know skin there can be skin challenges, just like in winter. I mean, all seasons have their own challenges, right? But I feel like I hear most about skin stuff in my treatment room mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, you know. So there's, you know, sunburns, you know, not what, what sunscreen do I use? My sunscreen failed and my sunscreen gives me acne, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then like, oh, I went camping and I didn't even see water for nine days. And, you know, like all these kinds of things that come up. And I just think it's people are doing lots of stuff. They're super active. Um, but the first thing that we wanted to mention, we want to talk about some of those specific issues. But just in general, like what do you notice when summer comes around? What do you notice in your clients in terms of just general skincare? Well, I mean, self-care in general during the summer, like we talk about self-care in the winter and how people you know can be a little maybe more on the depressed side or like you know they're a little lower more energy. lower energy a little more internal with their self-care but then you get to summer and it's very either end of the spectrum with self-care including skincare right so you have people that are super gung-ho about it like they're keeping their appointments they're keeping track of their regimens at home with healthcare and skincare um, but then they also go on a vacation and they right. forget to pack anything or they go camping and uh, you know do people take care of their skin when they go camping Likely not. No. no. Did, did you pack your face wash the last time you went camping? Probably not. Absolutely. Or maybe I did. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then of course people in a very general, I mean, on the one hand, people eat better in the, in the summer because there's so much great food available. The abundance of right. uh, market fresh produce, right, et cetera. Right. But on the other hand, you tend to stay up late. You, you know, if you do drink, you tend to drink more. You know, I mean, all those things come into play too. So, and those things can often affect skin as well, right? So... Um, but let's let's just hit a few of the questions I frequently get. So, the, I mean, I would say by far around this time of year, the first thing in, in, in Oregon uh, when, you know, we don't see the sun for like nine months and then all of a sudden the sun comes out, everybody takes all their clothes off mm-hmm. and they all get sunburned in every possible place. I mean, not everyone, but especially fair skin people tend to get reams. So what, what do you do to protect your skin? Because there's so many kinds of sun, sunscreen and like they don't all work and et cetera, you know? So my job regarding sun care and, and especially in Oregon is to just give people as much information as possible, even if it's the information they didn't want to hear. Uh, one common thing that I hear about sunscreen and kind of sun care is I don't want to use sunscreen because it's toxic or it's full of chemicals. Right. And I understand that, you know, and so to that, I say for the people that, you know, do not want to use any sort of like blocking agent like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide when you're talking about sunscreens and sunblock, which are two different things. And I'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, You know, I give them information on wearing uh, reflective white clothing, wearing hats, bringing umbrellas with you, you know, other precautions that you can take Mm -hmm. to protect your skin physically without using some sort of sunscreen or sunblock. Right. Right. Okay. And so, um, I mean, I know that some eminence uh, products that you use have skincare in them, and so are those using the zinc? Yeah, all of the eminence products that have some sort of sun protection in them uh, use a zinc oxide as the sunblock. And, and so that's sunblock. And what's the difference between sunblock? And- uh, sunblock and sunscreen. Good question, actually, because a lot of people don't know the difference, and I think it's important to make the distinction. Sunblock actually blocks the, uh, a larger majority of UV rays that would penetrate your skin, whereas a sunscreen allows more of those uh, UV rays and UVB rays to penetrate into the skin. So uh, one provides more protection than the other. Uh, the reason that people tend to lean towards one or the other is that zinc oxide is a blocking agent and can cause um, 
certain congestions or conditions in the skin, particularly with sensitive skin. I see people that don't do well with it because it can cause more irritation and redness. Interesting. And and one thing that I actually didn't know, which is a little bit embarrassing until, you know, a couple years ago is that sunscreen can go bad, right? You need to, you, if you, if you like leave it out in the sun for a whole lot of time so that it breaks or other things, do you ever give people advice about like, you know, when should they replace sure. it? Sure. I tell them to treat it like any other food product. If it doesn't smell good, it's probably not good. Right. Um, also, to that end, you should be replacing your sunscreen after every season. Um, and you wouldn't leave any other kind of lotion or food product in the sun and then, you know, oh, it's, it to be it's okay. totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> right, I'm, right. I'm going to use it. Right. That, I mean, it's just so common, right? Because you just have it out on the beach or whatever. But okay, so sunscreen. So what if you do get a sunburn? Um, what, you know, what kind of things come up, you know, and how do you help? Like if somebody comes in and they have a terrible sunburn before a facial or something like that, what do you, what do you talk to them about? Well, as a first line of defense, kind of going back to, um, spoiled sunscreen, throw it in the cooler when you go to the beach, keep it cold. Um, that way, every time that you apply it, it's not, you know, greasy and maybe sort of rancid feeling or smelling. Mm -hmm. Um, same with other skincare, actually in the summer, um, some products will be compromised in their kind of makeup if you put them in the freezer or the cooler. Um, but things like aloe, uh, things like some of your lotions that have very simple ingredients, toss them in the fridge. Uh, nothing's going to feel better on your skin mm. that's been sunburned if you mm-hmm. put something nice and cool on it afterwards. Nice, yeah. mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and then I just – this is a question we didn't talk about before, but like – you know, a person like me, where I do get sunburned a lot, do, is is most of the. I mean, obviously, there's skin cancer and stuff like that. But is it just dryness? Like, if you get repeated sunburns, is that what you need to watch out for? If you spend a lot of time in the sun and environmental stressors, is it more dryness or what other kinds of things come up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. So when somebody incurs a lot of sunburns, or uh, people who see a lot of sun, let's you know, I mean, like yeah. people who live in like the southwestern corner sure. of the United States. Um, you know, we see skin that's a lot drier, skin that's been kind of zapped of its um, natural vibrancy um, and vitality, right? So you're talking about a loss of oil, a loss of hydration. Um, really, I mean, like, think about leaving, like, a piece of, like, jerky out in the sun. Like, it's not going to look good, right? <laughs> right. Your skin it's, could it's look like that. And could be compromised, right? Because, like, it's going to be less resistant to tears I would think or you know it would just be less or even maybe I mean do you ever see that people have wound healing problems or anything like that or sure yeah anytime your skin is exposed in in excess to any kind of environmental stress whether it's wind or people who live in extreme cold and snow temperatures right now we're talking about sun uh, particularly you compromise the natural immunity of your skin right? right like the actual barrier that keeps stuff from coming in or coming out so uh yeah people more prone to uh, tears more prone to skin, uh, bacterial infections, mm. uh, all of that good stuff of the sort. So other than the sun, obviously there's other environmental stressors in the summer. And when you think about the summer, it's actually pretty brutal to the skin uh, because there's, uh, you had mentioned swimming, right? Getting out in the water and both chlorine, but also just wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry, and in the sun. So like, what, what do you see there? And like, what do you talk to people about? It's hardcore, right? I mean, like, you know, we're inside for six months and then we go outside for the couple months we have nice weather in Oregon (laughs) and you've got people that are in and out of the water, you know, and if it's really sunny outside, you've got any kind of water residue that's dried on your skin, especially if you're in a chlorine pool, Right. right? You know, you're more prone to a sunburn. Uh, you know, when we talk about swimming and we talk about camping in general, uh, you know, 
getting out of the water and then standing by a campfire for a couple hours right. at night and just letting right. all of that invade right. your face. I mean, you're talking about inflammation. You're talking about stuff that's left on the face. And then we don't wash our face when we go camping. So anything that we kind of picked up over the course of the day right. in nature is left nesting on your face for eight hours. <laughs> nesting on your face. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, and so camping is obviously the, one of the big ones, and and I know that you're going camping soon. So what what do you? I mean, what do you do? Like, do you just yeah? How do you do it? How how do you maintain anything like a skincare routine when you're in the forest? Well, I mean, there's a there's a very 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 small percentage of people who actually take care of their skin in any degree when they go camping. I mean, the whole point of camping is to get away from your normal regimen and just sure. enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me with camping, honestly, and this is what I tell my clients: if you can take one thing with you to make sure that you're doing something for your skin, whether it's a face oil. Um, you know, if you have to opt for just taking a washcloth to your face and wiping your face off with the camping water that you brought, that's better than nothing. Right. Right. Keep it basically clean. Keep it clean. Yep, exactly. I would say if, if there was one little anecdote to take away from this, <laughs> as long as you're wiping your face before you go to bed at night and wiping the campfire off, wiping, right. wiping the river off, <laughs> it's better dirty. than nothing. Right. Right. Nesting on your right. face. <laughs> Nesting on your face. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so I think there's a lot other topics that we could talk about and again you know we're trying to keep these around the 10 minute mark um but again people can submit questions at watershedwellnesspodcast.com um, one thing that i'm hoping that we'll be able to touch on maybe in a blog post or something else is like care of insect bites you know that's like just thinking about things that happen to the skin in the summer so uh, maybe we can come up with some some interesting little natural remedies for insect bites yeah keep an eye out for it actually i have a lot of thoughts surrounding that and um in a blog post i can clue in some uh natural um, remedies that people can whip up at home or maybe from foraging that would take care of their insect bites. Yeah, so you can go out and forage, get bit by an insect, and then use the foraged material to treat the insect. That's bite. correct. Great. Excellent. <laughs> so now that we've got that all, thanks for uh, being here yet again. And uh... speak soon.